Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, Rabbi Schneider is going to be explaining God's plan for Jesus' return as we celebrate Rosh Hashanah that began on Sunday at sunset and ends on Tuesday at nightfall. Shana Tova! That means Happy New Year in Hebrew. And today marks the start of the Jewish Civil New Year and the start of the Fall Feast. But is there any significance in these holy days for us as believers? Well, that's the topic that Rabbi Schneider is going to address today in his message titled, The Nearing of Jesus' Return. We have a lot to talk about today, and if you'd like to take some notes, then be sure to download Rabbi's Study Guides at Discover com. But right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. When I say God's sacred name, which most Semitic scholars believe is pronounced a brathy Yahweh, I say that very reverently. In fact, some of you may know that traditional Jews consider the Lord's covenant name so sacred that they won't even say it. I have a little bit of a different view because the Lord uses his name, Yahweh, 7,000 times in the Hebrew Bible. The Lord actually identifies himself as Yahweh. And so when we go to the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus, called in Hebrew, Vayikra, the first verse says this, the Lord, and you'll notice in your Bible that the word Lord there is capped, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And anytime you see the Lord in all caps in your Hebrew Bible in the Old Testament, what is actually being translated from there is God's sacred covenant name taken from the four Hebrew letters, yud Hey vav Hey, which again is pronounced, we believe, a breathy Yahweh. So actually what's going on here is Yahweh is saying, these are my appointed holy days. And we are now continuing in the first of the Lord's holy days called in Hebrew, Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. Now, I made some comments where we read from the 24th verse of the book of Leviticus where the Lord said on the first day, of the seventh month in your calendar, and when I say your calendar, it's not the Gregorian calendar that the world uses, which is based on the sun. The calendar that God gave us is based on the moon. It's a lunar calendar. The seventh month on this lunar calendar is the month of Tishrei, and on the first of this seventh month, the Lord said, I want you to celebrate by the blowing of trumpets as a reminder. So let me read with you the 24th verse of Leviticus 23, as we pick up today and point to the prophetic fulfillment of this sacred holy day. The Lord says here, speak to the sons of Israel saying, in the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. All these holy days had application in their original historical context for Israel, but they also have prophetic application for you and I as believers in Yeshua, whether we're Jew or Gentile. 
You see, the church is called in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, the Israel of God. We haven't replaced national Israel, but yet the church is now grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. And so these appointed days of Yahweh are not only days that are sacred for national Israel, the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they also have relevancy, beloved ones, an application for you and I, for all of us that have placed our faith in the God of Israel's Messiah, Yeshua, the Savior of the world. Again, every one of these holy days finds its ultimate climax in King Jesus. So what is the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets? I mentioned last time that when the children of Israel were commanded to blow a trumpet on this day, you shall have a reminder, the Lord said in verse 24 of Leviticus 23, by the blowing of trumpets, we have to ask ourselves, what would the blowing of the trumpet remind them of? It reminds us of the time that the shofar sounded from heaven in the book of Shemot, in the book of Exodus, chapter 19. And the Lord caused that shofar from heaven to blow louder and louder till the people buckled at their knees. They were so terrified. And then the Lord spoke from heaven and all of Israel was marked forever. So the blowing of the shofar from heaven in Exodus 19 was the introduction to the kingdom of God breaking into the earth. Three million Jews at the base of Mount Sinai heard God's voice, which was preceded by the blowing of the shofar. So I want you to take this key thought. The blowing of the shofar precedes the break-in of the glory and the kingdom of God into the earth. We read in the book of Revelation that when the last trumpet sounds, the kingdom of the world will become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. And so the shofar announces the breaking in of God's kingdom to the world when the kingdom of the world will become the kingdom of God. The last thing that Jesus said in the book of Revelation is, behold, I come quickly. And when is Jesus going to come? He's going to come when the last trumpet sounds. When the last trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise. We will meet him in the air and we will forever be with the Lord. The trumpet announces, beloved ones, the return of King Jesus. Jesus is coming back for you and for me. Revelation chapter 22, you want to mark this in your Bible. Behold, I come quickly. But the truth is, many of us live as if his kingdom is not near. We don't live in a supernatural awakened state to the fact that Jesus could break in any time. That the return of Jesus is soon. Jesus said, behold, I come soon. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to what he's done. So what I want to do today, beloved one, is wake us up to how near 
Christ's return really is because Jesus gave us signs that would cause us to know that the time is at hand. We read about many of these signs in Matthew 24, but all throughout the pages of the Word of God, both old and new. I want to go now with you through some of the signs that we are seeing happen in present time that should cause us to know how close we are. Number one, moral absolutes based on the written word of God and the Ten Commandments have been removed from our society. We remove the Ten Commandments from public owned property, I should say, from government property. We know all the restrictions now about bringing any type of religion into any type of politics, the division between church and state, and beyond that, The culture that we're living in today has pushed biblical morality out. And I know I'm preaching to the choir now. So now that if you and I are standing on the absolute morals that are outlined for us in the Ten Commandments and the Word of God, we are now looked at like being irrelevant. We are looked at as being inferior and lesser, old-fashioned, out of touch, out of date. We are pushed out because God has been taken out of our culture. This is a predominant sign that Jesus' approach is soon. Yeshua talked in Matthew 24 about the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel. The abomination of desolation is when the Lord's sanctuary is profaned. And there's multi-different levels of this happening. One of the ways that this is happening in a general spiritual sense is that that which was once dedicated to God, the United States of America was dedicated to God at the birth of our nation, now has been pushed out. And instead of being a nation in whom God we trust, we're now a nation that stands for everything but God. And for those people that would even bring God into the picture, they are frozen out. They are blocked out. They are censored. Evil has begun to ascend and the light is being driven out. But this is not because God's not in control. This is actually part of God's plan. See, the Bible tells us that Jesus will not return until the Antichrist is first revealed. And the only way the Antichrist, beloved ones, can arise is if the Holy Spirit begins to pull back. So there's a mysterious scripture And it says this, he that restrains, speaking of the Holy Spirit, will no longer restrain. In other words, Paul was communicating here that the Holy Spirit that's been restraining evil is going to begin to loosen his grip. He's going to begin to step back. He's going to begin to take his hands off so that evil could begin to rise, so that an ascendancy of evil can take place, which will create an atmosphere for the Antichrist to arise. And God's purpose in all this is ultimately to let evil run its course, to reach a climax, and then for God to step in at Jesus' return and extinguish it and eliminate it and destroy it once and for all. It's all part of God's plan. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me, or you can text the keyword Rabbi 
to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Thank you for remembering that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a listener-supported ministry. Rabbi Schneider's teachings are made possible through the generous gifts from people like you, who understand the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' return. Because of you, we are changing lives all over the world. Give online by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now let's get back to Rabbi's message. We're looking here, beloved, at the signs of the times and how the days that we're living in are speaking so loudly about Yeshua's return. Even people that don't believe in Jesus know that something is way different in the culture today. I mean, supposedly we're a culture that's more tolerant, a culture that's more loving. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you finding that people are more tolerant and more loving today than they were five years ago? Supposedly, the culture is more inclusive. We're more peaceful. I don't know about what you're experiencing, but I'm experiencing more division. I'm experiencing more stress. I'm experiencing more hatred. Society is getting to the place where we're seeing the words of the scripture writer being fulfilled, where he says that in the last days, Difficult days will come and things will go from bad to worse. Let me take a step back and take you in a slightly different direction, but all pointing towards the same end. We're talking about the signs of the times that should wake you and I up, that should cause a bell to ring in your heart that Jesus is coming back soon, that he told us these things were going to happen so that we'd be prepared when they do, and Jesus said, when you see these things happen, look up, he said, don't be afraid, but look up, he said, for your redemption draweth nigh. What we're seeing happen today in fulfillment of biblical prophecy is the confusion that is taking place regarding sexual identity. In the beginning, the Lord created them male and female. He didn't create us with all these pronouns that are blurred together that mean something other than either male or female. And yet today there's such confusion in society. People are no longer determining their identity by how they were created. They're choosing what identity they want to be sexually regardless of their biological characteristics. This, of course, creates very disastrous consequences and is leading to such brokenness and such confusion and confusion and chaos is the primary manifestation of the realm of darkness. The confusion that we're seeing in society today, beloved ones, is a result of the fact that Jesus is getting ready to return, that the Holy Spirit is beginning to step back so that the enemy can begin to wreak havoc in the world, so that the Antichrist can arise, preparing the way for Yeshua HaMashiach to return. One of the most interesting Hebrew prophets contained in our Old Testament is the prophet Daniel. And Daniel talked to us 
about the signs of the times before the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of God. He talked to us about what would happen at the very end of the age. And one of the things that Daniel saw was that information and knowledge had completely covered the earth. Think about it. When Daniel was alive, things moved so slowly. I mean, people had been living the same way for hundreds and thousands of years. They ate their food over a fire. They got their food from their livestock and from their vegetables and the fruit they grew. Okay, of course, during Daniel time, there was no mail systems, although letters could be sent personally through a carrier. But I mean, knowledge traveled very, very slowly. The great scientific breakthroughs that have happened have generally happened in the last 200 years. But Daniel saw that at the very end of the age, there'd be a tremendous change in the amount of information and knowledge that was covering the earth. And of course, today, you can look up on your phone by doing a search on your phone right through the internet. You can find an answer to almost anything. You don't know an answer to something. How do you work this? How do you do that? All you got to do is Google it on your phone, right? And this knowledge, for all the knowledge that we have today, it's made life easier in so many ways. But let me ask you this question. Is society really happier? It might be easier in a lot of ways, but are we any happier? I don't think so. Daniel saw that before the kingdom of God took possession of the world fully, knowledge will have covered the earth, and we are living, beloved ones, in the information age. I mean, it is happening so quickly. The artificial intelligence that is being created right now, how dangerous it is. They're concerned about mankind creating computer systems with artificial intelligence where the, the artificial intelligence becomes smarter than human beings and about the possibility of these machines in charge of disposing of nuclear weapons and somehow the artificial intelligence decides to release nuclear weapons on the world. I mean, anything's possible. As crazy as it sounds, the things that you and I are doing today sounded completely crazy to those that were living 200 years ago before our time. Beloved one, as things have changed in the last 10 years, and as drastically as things have changed in the next 10 years, things are gonna change even more drastically and significantly. One of the predominant signs that we're seeing today is the fact that Jesus warned us in Matthew 24 that in the last days, there'd be many false Christ and false teachers that would lead many away. And Jesus said if it was possible, they would even deceive the elect. I want you to know today, the scripture truths that we need to be buying into are those that are contained in the written word of God. And the written word of God talks about repentance, salvation from sin, and giving our lives wholly to King Jesus. Why? Because he's coming back soon. He loves you, beloved one, and he deserves it. Let's be ready for the soon return of Messiah Jesus, this Rosh Hashanah, Yom Truah. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. 
And if you're looking for a way to take your study of God's Word to the next level, be sure to visit us online. We've got a variety of resources and tools, and they're designed to help you. They'll help you learn more about the Father and His Son, and we would love for you to see what's available today. Just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com, and on our website, you'll even find ways to partner with us this year. And now here's Rabbi Schneider to share what's on his heart today. I love this time of year. It brings back such happy memories. Again, Jewish people celebrate this as the Jewish New Year. And I want to encourage you, if the Lord's blessing you through this ministry, if you just are being strengthened by it, encouraged by it, if it's bringing joy in your life, as we're now in the season of the Jewish New Year, would you make a commitment, if you're not already, to financially support us? It's a spiritual principle. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that we should financially support those ministries that are feeding us spiritually. So a lot of times during a new year, people make a decision to perhaps change a behavior in their life, to grow in an area that they wanna see advancement in. And if the Lord once again is blessing you through this ministry, I wanna ask you to honor him with your finances through this ministry. Beloved, not only will it come back to you, press down good measure and running over into your lap according to the word of God, but you'll make it possible for others to be blessed as well. Thank you for your financial support. Send your special fall holy day offering or become a monthly partner by visiting us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Or you can give us a call and one of our team members will be happy to take your call when you dial 800-777-7835. You can also partner with us by text when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And when you support this ministry, we want to say thank you by sending you a monthly teaching CD or an audio download that's designed to speak truth, faith, and revelation into your life. These messages are not broadcast messages, but they're messages that Rabbi has preached at his home church at the Lion of Judah in Toledo, Ohio. And for those of you who are new monthly partners, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. You know, the shofar is an ancient musical instrument that has so much meaning and symbolism for believers and Jewish people all around the world, especially at this time of year. And we'd love to send one to you when you sign up to become a new monthly partner. Just visit Discovering the Jewish Jesus to learn more. The Feast of Trumpets, biblically, is called Yom Terah, and this season is a time of renewal and reflection. Most Messianic families have a big feast on both nights of this celebration and serve honey and apples. Now, these two foods represent God's provision and His sweetness for the coming new year. And if you'd like to learn more about the customs surrounding this wonderful celebration, then go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click Messianic content. But right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yavah. 
you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how you can renew your walk with God. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.